Ketubot of Kaf Aleph, the last thing we were discussing was the Mishnah, the bottom of Kaf Amudbet, where witness number one says, this is my signature and that's my friend's signature, and witness two says the same thing, then we believe them as is. But but if uh, witness number one says, this is my signature, witness number two says, that's his signature, the Rabbi says you need to bring a third person to verify both signatures, and Hakamim says, no, that's good as is. And with that, we are starting Kaf Amud Bet, last line, where it says Gemara. So the Gemara says, When you understand this Mahlokit between Rabbi, who says you have to add a third person, Hakamim, who say it's good as it is, according to Rabbi, what comes out is. The witnesses are testifying on their signature. And therefore, you need two witnesses on each signature. They're testifying on the money that's in the contract. And that's why both of them are good enough. And Tosafot clarifies everything by bringing a Yerushalmi which explains that if the Aidim remember the actual story, then even according to Rabbi, then all they have to do is testify on the money that's in the contract. And if they don't remember the case, just they remember their signature, then even according to Hakamim, they would need uh, another witness. Either way, the Gemara says, Pshita, well, obviously that's their Machloket. So the Gemara explains, Maybe, according to Rabbi, he's not sure. Maybe Rabbi is not sure. Are they testifying on their signatures or on the money that's in there? And the Nafkamina would be, If one of the witnesses who signed, they passed away. And do we need two witnesses to uh, to testify on his signature? Why? The im can because if we only rely on the person who's still alive, what ends up coming out is three quarters of the money in that contract come out or get extracted based on one person. Witness number one is, he's testifying on his own signature, that's half the money. Then he's testifying on the second signature, the guy who died, that's three quarters. Then you have to bring another person from the shuk to verify that second signature. So now you have three quarters based on one person, that's why. Then if Kamina is, you have to bring two people to verify signatures. Really, the case in our Mishnah, you need two witnesses to testify, maybe they're testifying on their signatures. And in the case where one of them dies, also you need to be mahmir and bring two witnesses to testify on the signatures. Maybe that was the question Rabbi had. Kamash and the Gemara is coming to tell me that the Rabbi no, for sure that they're testifying on their signatures. Ben lekula, ben lehumra. Whether we're being lenient in a case where one of them died, all you have to do is bring one person from the shuk to testify on both signatures. You don't need two. Ben lehumra, which is uh, the case in our Mishnah, where you have both witnesses testifying on both signatures. The Amarav Yudah Amarav, Shnaim Hatomin Alashtar, if two people are signed off on a contract, Omet Ahad Men, one of them dies, Serechim Shnaim in a Shuk, Laidalav, you need two witnesses from the Shuk are not on this Ashtar to testify on it. And in this case, Bezo, when one of them dies, then Rabbi Lekula, Verabanan Humra, Rabbi is the lenient one. 
where all you need is one person. He always holds you need one person. And over here, Rabbanan would be Mahmir, and you'd need two witnesses. And if you don't have two witnesses, you only have one witness who knows these signatures. My word be the halakha there, according to Rabbanan. So Amar Abayeh, we tell the witness that's still alive to sign his signature on a piece on a shard of clay or something like that. Vishade some switch it to Vihazile. He would show it to Betin. Bedina and Betin would verify the signature. And he doesn't have to testify on his signature. And the witness who signed on that contract was still alive, and another person who knows these signatures, they go, and they'll testify on the second uh, signature. So here you have the second, this witness who's still alive. He is not going to verify his own signature, only the other signature, so that's half. And the other half is going to be verified by Betin. Even though it's his signature and he's signing it, it's going to be verified by Betin. And by the way, Vedafka Haspa, he Dafka signs his name on a shard of clay, about Amagilta, but on paper or on parchment, no. Why? Maybe someone who's not so nice is going to find that uh, document, that paper, that uh, parchment. He'll write on it whatever he wants. And uh, and we have a famous Mishnah that if someone pulls out a contract and says that you owe me money, here's your signature. Uh, then he extracts payment from uh, unguaranteed money. Uh, that's a, uh, not and anything that's not land, movable objects, things like that. But bottom line is you have to be careful. So therefore sign it on a shard of clay and don't sign it on a paper. That all you need is one ayad to testify in his own signature. You don't need two. We know this. We always go by the majority. Everyone knows this. So like Mark explains. Now the tema, I would have thought there's a famous rule. Halacha is like Rabbi over his friend. Meaning whenever it's Rabbi versus another rabbi, Rabbi always wins. I would have thought that maybe even when there's more than one rabbi against him, maybe halacha still like him. Kamash ma'alan, the halacha in that case would not be like him, it would be like the rabbim. And that's why you have to say halacha kahachamim. The next siman is nachnad had. So, Amr de Rav Hinana bar Hiyal de Rav Yehuda. Rav Hinana bar Hiyal told Rav Yehuda. Ve Amr Elan, some say Rav Huna bar Yehuda de Rav Yehuda. Ve Amr Elan, some say it was Rav Hiyal bar Yehuda de Rav Yehuda. Umi Amar Shmuel Achid. Did Shmuel really say Alcha Kerabanan? There was a shtar, there was a contract that came out of Betin, the Moshmuel of Shmuel himself. Bavaketi ben, it said over there, Midata Rav Ana bar Hiyal. When Rav Anar came, and he testified on his signature and someone who was with him, who was that with him, Rav Hanan Bar Raba. And then Rav Hanan Bar Raba came, and he testified on his signature on the contract and whoever was with him, who was the second rabbi, Rav Anan Bar Raba. Asher nohi v'kiyam nohi k'dehazeh. We saw this uh, contract and we verified it and we said it's a good contract. And bottom line is, you see that it's not good enough that everyone testifies on uh, this con on the signature. Rather, you need betin to uh, verify it.
So the Gemara explains, Amar Le Rav Yudah explained, there it was a document for orphans where the orphans needed to extract money. And Shmuel worried about the Betin that's going to make a mistake. There's a Betin that knows the rule that Halakha is like Rabbi over his friend but not over his friends. However, but when it comes to documents, maybe even even over his friends. And therefore, you would need two witnesses on each signature. And the Rashba explains that the reason over here would be different because maybe, maybe contracts, we have to be Mahmir like Rabbi. So just in case, so Shmuel said, let me do something that's going to work according to everyone. This way the Yatomi won't lose. So if I have two witnesses on each signature, no Betin would argue with it. And I'm out of Yudama Shemuel, a verified document by Betin, where one of the claimants saying that, no, this has been forged, this is not true, then Aed Vedayan Mitztarfin, one of the witnesses signed in this document and one of the Dayanim who verified this document, can combine to verify this document. And Amara Mibrahama Kama Ma'alita Shmata. How praiseworthy is this uh, statement that uh, the Aid and the Yan could uh, combine? The Gemara uh, asks Amara Ba, My Ma'aliuta, what's so praiseworthy? Whatever the witness is testifying on his signature, the Dayan is not testifying. Whatever the Dayan is testifying on, the witness is not testifying, meaning they're testifying on two different things. One's testifying on the signature, one's testifying on the verification. So uh, how could they combine? When came from Israel, Amar, he said, Don't listen to these rules that my brother Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel. And the Gemara tells another story, uh, according to Shmuel, where Rabnai, the brother of Rabbi Hiyabar Abba, went uh, to go buy uh, sesame. And he, when he, while he was there, he said, this is what Shmuel said, one of the witnesses signed on that document, and uh, Dayan can combine to mimachshir the document. And Amar Amemor Kama Ma'alita Hashmata. How praiseworthy is this statement? And Amar de Ravashel Amemor and Ravashetul Amemor Mishum de Kalesa Abuah de Imach because your grandfather, your mother's father praised it, which is Rami Barhama at Nami Mikalsatla. You're also praising it, meaning you're just praising it because of your grandfather, but in truth, Kvar Pelcha Rabaraba already. Uh, asked a question that uh, each one is not testifying on what the other one is, so it's not praiseworthy. And Amarav Safa Amarav Bi Aba Amarav Itzhak Bar Shmuel Bar Marta Amarav Huna VeAmelan Samsei Amarav Huna Amarav Shelosha Sheyashvu LeKayem BeTashtar Three Dayanim who sat down in Betin to verify a document. Shnei Makirin Hatimot Yedayim. If two of them recognize the signature of the Yedayim VeHadin Omekir, and the third Dayan doesn't recognize these signatures. If it's before they signed that they know the signature belongs to these two people, they could say, okay, if this Dayan is such a Tamid Hacham where he's a he can he's on a level where he can judge by himself, then they could testify in front of him 
וחותם, and then you can sign that verification document that this uh, contract is, is good. מישהתמו, if they already signed to verify this document, at that point, אין מעידים בפניו וחותם. They cannot testify in front of him and him sign. Why? Because at that point, when they signed, they signed on a lie. Because that verification document says that all three rabbis recognize the signature, and that's not true. Because the third rabbi didn't know yet, he didn't recognize it yet, he had no proof yet. And Tosafot goes like one step further, he explains that once they signed it, they want to be right, so at that point they became impartial, they became an Oga'a Ba'idut, and therefore he cannot sign on it. So now the Gemara has a problem. How could they write this verification document, even if they didn't sign it yet? How could they write it up if the witnesses didn't come and testify yet? Verification document of Betin that was written before the witnesses came and they testified on their signatures. Pesula. It is pasul. Why the mit Because it looks like a lie. Because when it was written, it, it was no testimony yet. And you have the same problem over here. Hachinami, over here where you wrote the verification and they signed their names, or at least they wrote the verification before they testified in front of the third rabbi. Same idea, mit It looks like a lie. Ela Emma, so the Gemara tries to fix it up. Rather, you have to explain in that uh, the statement of, of Rav that not before they signed, before they wrote up that verification, then Ma'idin Befanav, they could testify in front of the third Dayan, Vihotem, and he could sign with them. Mishikatvu, once they wrote up that document, in Ma'idin Befanav, Vihotem, they cannot testify in front of him, and he cannot sign. Bottom line is Shmamina Telat. You learn three things from what Ravuna taught us. Number one is Shmamina Aidna Asadayan. A witness that uh, that uh, witnessed something, he could also become a dayan to judge on something. You see those uh, two dayanim; they're testifying that this is the signature, and they're dayanim; they're verifying that document. Number two, shmamina dayanim makirin hatimoti dayanim judges who know the, that this is uh, this person's signature and nansechin laid him. You don't have to testify in front of them; they already know it. Meaning, if Betin already knows something for sure, you don't have to have a whole testimony. It doesn't have to look like a Betin. That's good enough. If a judge doesn't know the signature, he doesn't recognize the signature of the Aidim, each judge has to be presented with the case, with the facts. You, uh, two rabbis can't sign, and the third rabbi signed because the first two signed. It doesn't work that way. Each one has to know the fact. So Mat Kifla Ravasha Ravasha has a problem. Bishlama Aid Nasada, I understand how an Aid can become a Dayan once he testifies on something, he could also sit and be a judge. Shamaina Mina, I get it. I understand how we learned it out of that case that we brought with the with the rabbis who know the the recognize the signature. Ella Dayanina Makirin Hatimotia De Aidim, but the Dayanim who recognize the signatures of the, the witnesses, Ensirhin Laid Bifnehem. You don't have to testify in front of them. What's the proof from that uh, uh, that saying of Rav? Maybe in general, you do have to testify in front of them. And over here, the whole case is different. 
could still have this concept of telling the betin what happened when there's only one dayan. So the two, the two witnesses who are dayanim, they're saying it to that one dayan who doesn't know the case, and that's good enough. And another question where you try to learn uh, who don't recognize the signatures, you have to testify, or every dayan has to be presented with the facts. Maybe you don't. Maybe one or two dynamic could sign based on the other one's uh, due diligence. The shani achan over here is different. The because without these two uh, witnesses slash dynamic, they wouldn't be a hagada. They wouldn't be a telling over to betin at all. And that's the reason you have to tell that third dayan. But in general, maybe if there's other witnesses, one dayan could be somech and the other two dayanim. So Rabbi Abba sat there and he said this sugya and he said that Aed can become a Dayan. Rav Safra asked a question. We have a famous Mishnah in Masech Roshana. It says, Three rabbis on the Sanhedrin saw the new moon. What happens? Two of them will stand up and testify. They'll take two other rabbis and put them with the third rabbi who happened to be there who saw the new moon. The two rabbis will testify in front of the three rabbis who happened to be one of the one of them happened to be witnesses and the two other ones. And the three will say Why one witness is not believed by himself, and that's why you need two witnesses standing there and testifying. Now, and if you hold, then Ayat can become a Dayan. Why do you need all this? Let them sit in their place. Let them stand up and say, oh, it's We Dayanim, we saw it. So I also had the same question. He asked question to Rav. So this is an old question. The Rav answered back in the day, You gotta leave Hodesh out of this because that whole concept is from the Torah. And when it comes to Torah, you can't have one Aed and him becoming the Dayan. But when it comes to verifications of uh, of uh, contracts and uh, documents, that's me the Rabbanan. And over there, an Aed could become a Dayan. Three rabbis who sat together to verify a, a, a document. And there's an issue with one of the Dayanim, the, meaning the claimants are saying something against one of them, and he's pasul to judge in this case. Before the other two Dayanim signed on that, uh, on that docu- the verification document, they could testify, the, the rabbis themselves could testify on their third rabbi friend that he's a kosher Dayan, and uh, he could sign also. Once the other two signed on it, they cannot uh, testify on their friend and they cannot have him sign. Same idea, they became uh, uh, they became impartial to the fact that uh, we signed on a document and it's going to look bad for us that we signed on a document, we signed a betin with a rabbi who's not a rabbi or whatever the case is, he's pasul. And therefore, once they already signed, they became impartial. But before they signed, they could testify. And the Gemara asks, What are we saying about this third Dayan that makes him basul? If we're saying that he's a thief, 
then it becomes treu trenin. It becomes two versus two. You have the two dayanim versus the two uh, claimants. Rashi explains why should we believe the Aidim? We have to be mahmir and not accept their testimony. We can't let him be a dayan. And Tosfot explains a little bit differently that since there's a problem over here, you have to start the entire case all over again. Bottom line is, it becomes two versus two, and we can't continue. They're saying that maybe he is an Ayyavid and he's not allowed to be a, a Dayan. Well, they're just uh, revealing things. This is one of those things that can easily be found out. Just look in the, the court documents on this Dayan's family history, his lineage, and we can fix this up. So then, what are we talking about? No, we're talking about that they hold that he is a known thief. No, we know about it, but we know he did Teshuvah. And if they didn't sign the verification document yet, then they could testify on their third Dayan friend that he's kasher to be a Dayan. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen Amen.